Welcome to the New Missions Podcast. I'm your host, Tim DeTellis. And on this episode, I sit down with student pastor Alan Strong from First Baptist Church, Winnet Garden. We talk about students and leadership, and we talk about families and how we can help our students and our kids discover the purpose of God for their lives. Let's enjoy this conversation with Alan Strong. It's great to be here today with Pastor Alan Strong. Alan, thanks for being with me. Yeah, Tim, thanks for in- inviting me here. It's uh, exciting to be here with you. We're together at the New Missions Home Office in Orlando, Florida, and to put some context around today's gathering, you drove in with a bus full of students. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Super early. So in the, in the summer, so it's July right now, and so we do some service projects uh, throughout the summer. And so this is one of those. And so most of our students uh, go to Foundation Academy here yes. in Winter Garden. They, at Christmas time, do all the boxes. So yeah, they bring shoe in boxes, boxes shoeboxes, those kind of things. And so I thought it'd be really cool for them to pack the boxes that they brought in. It's amazing to see them. And you serve as student pastor at the First Baptist Church Winter Garden. That's correct. And these students represent students from both the school and the church. So you brought them together. That's right. Thanks for coming to host the Serve Day here at New Missions. I want to talk a little bit about you and your role, but also your heart for seeing students you know, mm-hmm. rise up in a mindset of serving others. But we got to we got to find out where you're from a little bit because I'd like to travel, and I'm not going to give away where you're from. I'm going to let you share it. But your home state is a very very pleasant place. So tell me where you're from. Yeah, before I tell you where I'm from, I just want to say thank you. Uh, I don't know if you remember this or not, but about two years ago, you came to speak at the church. Uh, Pastor Tim was gone. And I had just a newbie there at the church. And so I was two months in uh, at this point. You had come and spoke while you were speaking. I really felt like a prompt from the Holy Spirit to say, you need to talk to this guy, Tim. Hmm. And so you and I, we arranged a coffee time. Yeah. And I said, man, I would love for you to mentor me. And you have, and you've been doing some stuff with me and some other guys as well. And so, man, I pr- thank you for pouring into me. You're welcome. Uh, so I'm actually from Paducah, Kentucky. So that is where I call home. That's where I was born and raised. Beautiful state. Uh, very beautiful. Um, and so Kentucky is it's unique. It has four seasons. It does. Orlando does not have four <laughs> seasons. And so spring and fall are my two favorites. So I kind of miss. Yes. Uh, but uh, we love Orlando and what God's doing here. Um, but I'm a, you know, it doesn't matter how long I'm here. I'm still a Kentucky Wildcat fan. Yes. So, you know, I bleed blue is what they say the back blue. in Kentucky. And so. It's a pretty blue. It is a pretty blue. It's like that royal <laughs> deep blue. Yeah. So, but yeah, from Kentucky. That's excellent. And you're also serving at a church where uh, Pastor Tim Grossans and I have a long history together. Mm-hmm. I really love that man and his family and the way that they've served the local church for decades. And in your role, and tell me a bit about what took you back to kind of your roots here in Orlando. Yeah. So Pastor Tim is is incredible leader. He really is. He's he's kind of that guy that um, he senses that there is some leadership in you, mm-hmm. uh, and he wants to foster that and, and bring that out. So he is uh, an incredible leader. Um, and so because of his thirty years of plus of leadership, uh, I'm sure he's seen all kinds, right? Yeah. 
but he brings out of the individual what God has placed inside of you. And he wants you to, to lead. He doesn't sure. want to dictate the right. things over you. And so he is allows you to, to lead and what God has placed in your heart, the passions and the desires that God's placed in your heart. Uh, and so he, incredible leader, uh, love the man, man filled with wisdom. Um, he's for us uh, as staff members. He's, you know, he doesn't uh, judge us. Now, if we kind of get out of line a little bit, Right. He might say like, hey, have you thought about this? You know, he sure. comes to you like in that that loving wisdom way. Hey, have you thought about this? You know, maybe I knew to can kind of go back <laughs> to the office and kind of think a little bit more about this kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, you began student leadership role at the church. Tell me yeah. about that pathway back, because I know your family has been in the area. Oh, yeah. So my brother actually, so I'm a twin. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I'm a twin. Uh, he's I ugly. did not know that. Okay. He's ugly. So if you've seen him, you probably just overlooked him. Okay. That's totally fine. Uh, I'm the better looking of us two. He's the <laughs> older one. Okay. I love it. Um, no, he, he says so things about me lunch. too. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and so he's actually been here since 2005. Okay. So I, we graduated high school 04, 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, he went a semester at the University of Kentucky. Uh, I was at Murray State University. And um, he came down as an internship in January and just stayed. Wow. And it's been here since then. Um, and so we would come down as family, uh, my parents and I, and come visit him for like Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff like that. And throughout the summer and um, fell in love with Orlando, fell in love with Winter sure. Garden. And so my parents about five years ago retired down here. My dad had some health issues. Uh, and so the cold does not, right. um, he does not do well in the cold. Uh, and so took over the family, the house. We had some land there mm-hmm. in Kentucky. Um, and so we kind of took over the, my childhood home and the land. Uh, and then Pastor Tim called me kind of out of the blue and said, hey, are you interested in a youth pastor position? And I told him no nice. on the phone. I said, <laughs> no, I'm not. But I said, you know, I would uh, be wrong if I just, you know, did not bring God into the picture, you know, and let's pray about this. Sure. And as they say, the rest is history. Here I am. So. So that was great. Your parents were here. Yeah. Uh, your brother's still here. My brother's still here. And, you know, Pastor Tim obviously opened up a door really where you can flourish and be healthy in that role. But obviously the church is a very unique church. And is. this is where I w- kind of want to dive into today on the conversation. You know, we believe at New Missions that your mission field is right where you are, wherever you go, and that we're trying to encourage people to live life on mission and nice combination for your church is that there's a school component to it, just like we do in Haiti in the Dominican Republic as a church and a school model. Yeah. So you have students that are coming through some side doors. You know, most youth pastors are serving students of families who attend a church or visit a church and hopefully some students get plugged into a church and the parents show up later. Sure, sure. But in your situation, you're having to serve and lead students kind of through multiple doors, the door of a church, the door of a school. Yeah. What is that like for you? It's me trying to get to know kids at Mm -hmm. the school. And then if they come to our church, you know, getting to know families and stuff like that. But then also trying to get to know parents of kids that just go to the school and do not go to our church okay. uh, and trying to get them kind of plugged into a, a place as well. Mm. Uh, and so I'd lead chapels every Thursday at the school uh, during the school season. 
that's kind of been my goal is just if they don't go to a church actively, let's let's get them started. It doesn't have to be First Baptist Winter Garden. You know, to me, I have the bigger K kingdom uh, mindset, you know. Is, and that, is that bigger K because of Kentucky? You, you know, I didn't want to say that, but you stated the well, obvious. Because a lot of say a lot of people will say capital C church, you know, that's right. global vision. You just said something I've never heard. So I, I like this. I'm writing this down. Yeah. Capital K kingdom. That's right. Capital K kingdom. Like and so I'm, I'm more about God's kingdom instead of my own. Yes. Uh, and so in fact, I've, I've connected with several youth pastors uh, in the area uh, where some of the students from Foundation go. And, and in fact, our last chapel, um, there was an altar call. And there was a student that I talked with that goes to a uh, another Bible believing church with just a mile from ours. And I called the youth pastor that same day and said, hey, man, uh, there is a student that goes to your church. And I just want you to be aware of what's going on. And, man, I'd love for you to pour into this guy. Beautiful. Amazing. So uh, I've done that a couple times, yeah. you know, and I invite those guys to come into chapel as well and speak um, because for me, uh, I want to see kids grow in the kingdom and in the gospel. Yeah. Um, and for them to be plugged into a local church with their family. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not about just kids coming just to our group. Right. I want families to to grow in the gospel and them work hand in hand, shoulder to shoulder uh, in the right. kingdom of God. When it comes to your position of kind of uniting those pastors, bringing them together, um, what do you, what have you heard to be an objection or a challenge? Cause I think for a lot of us that have kids or teenagers in the home or parents right. that are going, Hey, I want to help my child, or my student, you know, kind of navigate this path of life, but bring God into it. What are some of the objections students are kind of thrown around these days? Like excuses to not go to church or maybe not pay attention to yeah. scripture. What's happening out there? The biggest one that really saddens me is that uh, they say I go to a Christian school okay. and I have Bible Monday through Friday. So why do I need to go to church on Sunday? Wow. I haven't heard that one. Interesting. That is the one that saddens me the most. Sure. But of course, you know, like most students, you know, they're involved in, in all kinds of different activities, mm. whether they be, you know, in a sports league, um, club sports whether they be like in drama or something of the, the sort, you know, sure. uh, something that is just prying them away on Sunday. So we have like students that uh, just in our context, and I know from speaking to some of the other ones as well, they're like on four different like leagues. Wow. Yeah. Um, so huh. they're like on the school, like softball team. They're like on a club team. They're on a little league team. And then they fill in on other teams. Wow. And so can you imagine managing no, something like, like that? Job. It really is. Right. Not to mention going to school as well. And sure. there's other siblings in the home. Right. So uh, honestly, parents, um, you know, they're juggling a lot with students. But one of the things that I wouldn't want to encourage parents, where's God in the home and mm. pushing them towards Christ? It's good to be on a softball team. I'm not negating that. It's good to be on drama clubs and things like that. And be a part of things. Mm-hmm. However, we don't need to miss out because there's an eternity component. Right. To our lives. That's, a, that's in the Christian life. Sure. And so we don't want students to prioritize other things over the church right. because we create those things as idols. Mm. Yeah. And in your perspective for a parent, you know, what has been maybe a fix mm. to help that student see 
you know, the, the win or the benefit, you know, connecting with a student ministry or a church, you know, why has a student changed their position and said, yeah, I'm going to show up. I want to be a part of this. What has been the connection? Yeah, honestly, it's relationship. Okay. To me, what I have seen is that relationship is key. Because, you know, if they go to Disney on Sunday or on a Saturday um, and they're just too tired to go to church on Sunday or something like that, it's in that relationship that brings them in for Mm -hmm. parents and for students. What the church can offer that the world can't is an authentic relationship Mm -hmm. that I truly care for you because you're not just a friend. You're a brother in Christ. Mm. Uh, And so because of that type of relationship and you essentially kind of calling me out, if if I'm out of line, you're saying, hey, Alan, you know, like I haven't seen you in church, you know, but I have seen some pictures of you at Disney or (laughs) at SeaWorld, you know, like what's going on, you know? (laughs) And so honestly, like it's that authentic relationship and calling us hey, calling us out whenever we're messing up. Right. So yeah. um, so that's kind of what I've seen is I've seen um, like in small group time, um, small group leaders saying, hey, you know, I've seen some photos, <laughs> you know, you being out right. with friends and stuff like that. You know, why haven't we seen you here at church? Sure. You know, and it's literally walking through because we're all going through something as well. Right. And so it's also in that authentic relationship where it shows that you care as well. Uh, and so those small group leaders that are communicating with students and saying, hey, like, I know you're struggling, you know, right. this week or yeah. you're you have some anxiety because of X, Y, Z. And so it's them also caring and showing that, hey, I do love you. Yes. And you can't get that anywhere else. Right. It's caring about the person holistically and knowing that spiritually God is the truth and, right. and the hope. For you as a, obviously leading these students, even today, it was amazing. The prayer time before you all volunteered and seeing the fact that they want to be here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the middle of the summer. Like you said, sure, they could go to the water park, they could go to the beach, but no, they're taking a day to serve. Not to mention we met at 845 amazing. in the morning. Uh, in the I summer. Know, in the summer. I know. That's why I'm like, unbelievable. So, yeah, no, it's awesome. And so it, it shows that they want to be here. Yes. And it shows that they have a heart for what they're doing. What is your, your desired outcome for them on a day like today? I mean, what, what does a win look like or what is your hope and prayer? Yeah, my hope and prayer is that they just, they understand that there's something bigger than themselves. Mm. It seems simple packing shoe boxes today. Right. But the greater is that they are ministering through these shoe boxes so that God can open up doors for people in Haiti to know who he is. Yes. And so it's something bigger. You know, it seems simple. And so we're also going to England this summer as well. And we're going, one of the places we're stopping is in South Wales and working mm-hmm. with the church there. And one of the things that the pastor has mentioned to me is that there's a generation that does not know who God is. Mm-hmm. And so as we were prepping for um, our trip and doing skits and things like that, I reminded the students that you are the fo- first exposure to the gospel to some of these people. Wow. Yeah. I just said, let that sink in for a moment. What you're doing now, it seems stupid or it seems simple, right? Right. But there's a greater impact than you can ever imagine. Just showing them that there is a bigger context. Absolutely. You know, the challenge is, you know, with students in general is this attention, meaning, purpose, Mm. because so many things are distracting them or grabbing their attention. That's right. When it comes to missions, serving, what do you think they think about, you know, when they show up 
in, in the middle of a project like this, you know, they're, yeah. they're putting jump ropes in, in, that's right. in a that's shoebox right. thinking, that's right. what are they thinking? Yeah. I, I'm just, it just, that always is a question in my heart and mind is, you know, what, what are they thinking right now as they're doing this? And I'm thinking back to what I was thinking whenever I did stuff like this. Right. And I'll be totally honest. I just did it because someone asked me to do it. Right. That's why I want to remind them that where this is going what the purpose behind what we're doing. I'm thinking back to whenever I was a kiddo, you know, we were just going to hang out with friends. Mm. And I don't think the youth pastor ever mentioned, you know, the, the whole big picture of what's right. happening. And so that's why, again, I want to remind them, hey, there's a bigger picture at play. Right. And so this is bigger than yourself. You have meaning because you're showing value to someone else. Yeah, I remember even earlier today, I was sharing with them about just the complication students have in Haiti. Mm where one sibling may share a toothbrush with another sibling, mm. you know, and here they are packing gifts where it's going to bless the whole family and be a, a true tangible blessing. But then the spiritual blessing is somebody loves me this much. That's right. I mean, that's right. What, you know, that, and that's a, a perspective. I hope students, you know, and parents help their students step into situations where they can gain the perspective that spiritually, when you serve someone, it is a testimony of God's, love through you. I mean, what a, what an act of real care and concern for the world. You and your home obviously have to lead still. I mean, you lead at (laughs) at church, lead at work. So let, let's shift gears to the whole parenting home life family, because I think that's something we all are having to juggle and face. You you mentioned the word priorities earlier for students. Uh, What about priorities for parents? What's that look like? So for me, in my context, I have uh, a son, a daughter and a son. So nine, seven and two years old. Uh, And so I want to model and show them what it looks like for servant leadership. And so I tried as much as I can. Now, two year old obviously is still growing and learning and those kind of things. And so for him to come to the student ministry and help out or to be a part, it's just much right now for him, you know, but my daughter and my son, I I want them to be a part of what we're doing in student ministry. Now, my son at this point, so it's like a side by side thing. Yeah. Side by side kind of thing. I had a, a very wise student pastor um, that is kind of also mentoring me and and Mm -hmm. helping me and helping me think through stuff, whatever. That is one of the things that he did uh, was this side by side. And he said, why not? You know, you don't want to be absent from the, the, household. You want them to see how you interact with people and see the gospel portrayed out. That's kind of what I'm doing. And so I would recommend to parents to do something similar. Mm. You know, don't just let them be babysat, you know, or let them come with you. Let them see what you do. Uh, I have great parents, but they didn't necessarily do that. Right, right. And because it's in that side by side, now you get to explain, Sure, you know, hey, this is what we're doing. Right. You know, and this is how you do it. Um, You know, so many times if I have like a project at home, uh, I YouTube it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. but if my if my sometimes my dad will come in and help me instead of me YouTubing it <laughs> and he shows me how to to right. do it. So next time it happens, I don't have to YouTube it. Right, right. You know, and he also a, knows some secrets that right. people on YouTube have no idea because he's you know a little bit further down the road right. in wisdom than most people. Um, and so it's that side by side man that mm. really you get to teach, you get to show, but it's in the time. You know, it's spending quality time. It's something that we never get back, you know, and honestly, and so I don't know if this is going to lead to the next question or not, but the most valuable thing that we have 
is time. Absolutely. Yeah. And so spending time with your kiddos in that side by side, I think is extremely valuable because you're never going to get it back. I agree. I'm challenged by it as well. I have two kids. They're now married, but there are some things I try to do with them still side by side. Mm. But I will echo back to my early years. My parents probably didn't intend it this way. Sure. But they pulled me in, Mm. you know, side by side in ministry. My dad and I in Haiti spent a lot of time planting churches. And my mother and I would walk the three mile dirt road one way, go to Port-au-Prince, the capital city on the back of a public transportation tap tap i mean crazy yeah. journey side by side but you know that to me i'll 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 just call out parents in general it's powerful discipleship absolutely you know if you want to ask the question how can parents lead a godly home and help their kids find meaning and purpose it's it's served side by side and the serving side component i think is really important because you know we can live a life of selfish agenda like what's sure. in it for me versus how can we pour out let's serve through the church that's right Let's serve through the student ministry. You know, let's help at new missions. Um, very, very, very important. And you, you did. I, I don't have a list of questions when I have conversations with people for the podcast because I love to explore. You know, who you are and, and where you've been. But I will say this: helping people live life on mission. Hmm. If I would to answer the question, I'm interviewing you, but I want to ask myself this <laughs> yeah, question absolutely. to ask you a question. I think an objection people have to living life on mission is time. You brought up time is yeah. is the valuable asset. People make the excuse. I know for me with loving neighbors and serving my community, my neighborhood, I've had mo- most people tell me, well, I just don't have time mm. to be a good neighbor mm. or, you know, or, or just what you said about parenting or the student is going to skip church because they want to go do sports or something. I think we have to ask the question, what matters more? That's true. You know, for our time. That's right. Right. What matters more? So for you personally, um, how could you encourage us today as we kind of wrap up a little bit for parents and for students, kind of a message of, hey, let's let's dial back the clock here for a moment and let's yeah. ask the question, how can you encourage us for what matters more? Yeah, I would say, you know, figure out why you do what you do. What is the purpose behind what I do? Then let everything kind of stem out from that. My prayer, my hope is that the why is because you have an overflow of Christ in your life. Right. And that you're growing in him on a daily basis and that overflow spreads out into others. Mm. And so that is, you know, spending valuable time that's growing. And it's something that you mentioned um, about you and your mom and walking and riding the, the tap tap and things like that. It's in those moments in time where you as a parent can say, hey, this is what we're struggling with right now, mm-hmm. but let's see what God does through this. Mm. And it, right now, in, in, in a context could be, we're struggling with finances or right. we're struggling with an anxiety. Let's take it to the Lord and let's see what he does. Sure. And then always circle back with those students and say, what did God do in those moments? Because that's discipleship. It's pointing out what God's doing, how he's working in individual lives. And I think a lot of times, because we say we're busy and things like that, mm-hmm. that we never remember like to disciple in those moments and to say and point back to God, what is he doing? Then circling back after what he's done to um, say, look what God has done. Yes. Does that make sense? It does. And it's also perspective of who matters most? That's you know, right. My, my time matters more because I'm going to serve others. We're going to come together and see God work through the circumstance. That's right. 
So it helps kind of refocus our attention on him. What is he doing? That's right. And I think too, as a parent, isn't that what we want is we don't need to be the superhero. I didn't solve the problem, but we, together we went to the Lord. That's right. Yeah. And it was funny. Um, my son, um, he, he just left uh, a couple of days ago to go to uh, children's camp. Cool. And he this is his first time. So he's in third grade, about to be in fourth grade. So his first time going to camp. A little nervous going away because he's sure. never really spent a night away from somebody that he really knows. Right. Um, grandparents or parents. And so he said, Dad, will you pray for me? Really? Before yeah. he left? Before he left. Dad, will you pray for me? And I was like, absolutely, buddy. Yeah. We have tried to cultivate in our parenting yes. any anxiety that you have, like if you're scared of the dark, take it before the Lord. Right. There was one time he was young and he was coughing quite a bit. Like he, he, he was sick, that kind of stuff. And I said, well, buddy, why don't we pray that the Lord take this coughing away? Because he was, he was getting a sore throat because of it. He had a headache because mm-hmm. of it. And it was right before bedtime. And, mm. and he just you know wanted to relax. He was like right. two or three at the time. I said, let's pray about it. Mm. And literally, dude, this is a testimony of God. He didn't cough that the rest of the night. Wow. Wow. And he still remembers that. Yeah. And so that's the reason why I think that when we've tried to cultivate that. Sure. That's why he's like, will you pray for me so mm. that I don't have anxiety at camp? Amazing. That's powerful. As a dad, it's meaningful too. Yeah. You know, they came to you. Yeah. He wants that. He's also turning to the Lord. Well, Alan, thanks for your time. I, I want to depart by saying thank you to you and your leadership with these mm. students today. You know, New Missions is really a channel to serve, but I look at each of your students as, you know, godly leaders on the rise. Mm. We need them. Absolutely. And thankful that you are allowing them to come here to be impacted. But thank you for living life on mission at home. Mm. You know, we can always quote unquote, congratulate the ministry side of life, like great church, you know, great school, you know, you do shoebox drive, you volunteer, you do mission trips. But thanks for being a father. Thanks mm-hmm. for being a husband and leading at home. And I thank God for you. Glad we had this yeah. time together. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to the New Missions Podcast. I'm Tim Detellis, and we want to invite you to join us with some special priority projects right now. You can visit newmissions.org forward slash projects. That's newmissions.org forward slash projects projects. Pray on how God can use you to help make an impact through our churches and schools across the island of Hispaniola. And remember, live life on mission right where you are and wherever you go.